Welcome to your bestie, Esty. I'm Ariel, and I'm here with Alyssa, who is my bestie, Esty, and also, hopefully by this point, your bestie, Esty, too. Hello, everyone. So we're <laughs> recording today in the Lash and Beauty Bar, located in the shops at Harbor Village in beautiful Half Moon Bay, California. Gosh, it was such a gorgeous day today, wasn't it, Alyssa? It really was. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I just, I feel so lucky every time I get to come out here and record with you here in this beautiful space and we just kind of like hang out on these plushy little carpets and the comfy couches in your lounge area I know I've definitely uh, worked hard to make it as cozy as possible and today hanging out at Lash and Beauty Bar with us is another amazing beauty expert we have Wendy Bauer hi Wendy hi hello hello So Wendy is a massage therapist, a body care specialist, and she is also working on her dissertation to become a naturopath. Did I say that right? Naturopath. Naturopath. Sorry. No, no, no. You're fine. (laughs) So you can book your services with Alyssa and also with Wendy at lashandbeautybarhmb.com. So yeah, let's get into it. I've actually gotten questions about, since I started making this show with Alyssa, what is the relationship sort of like between the food you eat and your skin and your hair and just like everything that has to do with beauty in general? There's definitely a major connection between the two. And I mean, Wendy's going to get into it for sure, because for me as an esthetician, I know less about the food aspects. While I know some of it and I do recommend things, I usually refer out like, you know, talk to your doctor, your nutritionist, naturopath. And I'm super excited for Wendy here at the lab to start uh, to become a naturopath because I can refer to her directly across the across the hall. The next set of curtains across the referring in instead of referring. Yes, referring in, referring in, (laughs) keeping it in the family. So, well, I think the main thing to keep in mind, too, is um, the skin is the largest organ in our body. Yes. So when we're talking about beauty, skin, hair, nails, muscles, bones, we have to talk about the skin. We have to talk about what's going on inside of the body as well as what we can do on the outside of the body as well. So I, I like to think of it, Wendy, as like you and Alyssa are tag teaming yeah, us. Yeah, absolutely. Like... <laughs> Totally, 100%. Because there's only so much you can do in either direction, you know? You can be consuming all the amazing foods in the world, but your skin still needs stuff to be put on topically in order for it to age as gracefully as possible. And that, But then at the same time, you could be putting all the stuff on, and if you're eating like crap, yeah, you're still going to probably have totally. breakouts. You're going to have yeah. issues. You're yeah. going to have some kind of issue. Well, environmental stress is also an issue with skin. So like you were saying, it doesn't matter how much health you eat you can still have issues because of environmental stress the sun pollution lack of sleep different things like that can definitely affect your skin or if you're dirt oil yeah or if you're applying products that are not really good for your skin too that can cause a lot of issues as well so yeah like the the mcdonald's version of skincare (laughs) yeah totally just all around consuming and applying mcdonald's Alyssa, do you have any like a top of your head like what is a mcdonald's skincare i mean something that feels good in the moment but doesn't last i would say because mcdonald's is potentially harmful but like in moderation it's like meh i mean saint ive scrub feels really good in the moment i would say (laughs) something drugstore brand stuff is fine but it's not really doing any favors for your skin 
Yeah. But St. Ives, like it feels really gratifying in the moment, but. But it's kind of like agitating. Exactly. (laughs) We're we're never going to stop hating on St. Ives, are we? No, never. (laughs) It's good to scrub your feet. With the apricot, <laughs> you scrub. you can scrub like other parts your, of your body your, with yeah, it. Your elbows, maybe, or your hands. Ooh, I mean, Wendy, that's I I'd never thought of that. Or your butt, your butt, your booty. Your butt, yeah. She's rubbing her butt. You can't your see skin, if you're your, listening your to this. Skin on your body is a little bit more resilient than it's the skin thicker. on your face. Yeah, I mean, it's still not great because it isn't refined. They're they're like chopped walnut shells, yeah. so they can cause micro tears. But like the rest of your body can handle it a lot better than your face. So, Wendy, what is a naturopath? So, uh, naturopaths usually, for the most part, are we're here to prescribe or recommend, actually, I should say, uh, food as your source of medicine. That's not to say that you can't take medicine, but it's like in conjunction with it, right? You, You do it at the same time. So, with your Western medicines, you might need to eat healthier and make choices in that in that direction yeah so a naturopath would typically look at what your situation is if there is one um, and then try to use the foods to either help you or take away a certain food that might be actually hindering you in your path to wellness huh so that's really interesting um it's a hard pill to swallow (laughs) what kind of what does it look like if you get a consultation with a naturopath well typically i mean what i for me i would look at your uh your blood work like your blood type um i sort of incorporate a little bit of chinese medicine um and then i also incorporate a very high vegan fruit diet okay yeah um, so, okay, so if somebody were to come in, let's say, for a, a skin problem, I would look at what they're, I would look at what they were eating, have them do like a journal, maybe for a couple of days or a couple weeks even. Again, a lot of people don't want to do that. It's but, hard. But when you do it, it kind of makes you accountable, and then you kind of see, okay, my skin kind of looked messed up this day. Okay, if I look back two weeks of what I ate, mm, that makes more sense. <laughs> and not just your skin, but like your joints, your stomach, your digestive, all those how things. How well you're like, sleeping. Yeah, how well you're sleeping. If you had a migraine headache or if you had a tension headache or different things like that. Obviously, there's a lot of other things involved, but um, you can definitely learn a lot from what you're eating. Yeah, no, that sounds really interesting. I've definitely done food journaling in the past, but for the purpose of weight loss, not necessarily for the purpose of figuring out if food is causing any kind of like concerns I've done that for I've had clients with like rosacea and other um you know eczema psoriasis whatnot I've had them do that I'm like um of course I can't diagnose at all but of course yeah I tell them because there's other things too like document when you're washing things like if something's giving you an allergic reaction or if you notice that your skin clears up right after you wash your pillows and your sheets and yeah totally and what you put in your body because you know it could be with rosacea which I'm sure we'll get into later like that's inflammatory so it's a lot of intrinsic things that are can cause rosacea in addition to external things so if you're eating certain things that trigger it you might not notice it it might not be something you were even remotely thinking of yeah 
Well, also, too, it could be, okay, they're having rosacea. They ate something that made that sort of spark up. They might have had a bellyache that day. They might have had, you know, their joints might have been really stiff that day. Or they didn't sleep well at night. Mm-hmm. Things like that. It all kind of, like, goes together. Mm-hmm. Everything ties together. Yeah. So one of the, the big, I guess, things in terms of nutrition and taking care of your body and taking care of your skin is hydration. So Wendy, why would you say that staying hydrated is important for your skin specifically? Well, I think the first thing that a naturopath would say about hydration is it's not just about drinking water to stay hydrated. It's about eating water as well. So you can drink gallons and gallons and gallons of water, but if you don't um, eat vegetables and fruit, (laughs) the water is not going to efficiently be absorbed in your body. You need minerals. Minerals have to be attached to the water. That's just the way it is. That's just how nature is. So if you're drinking a bunch of water and you're not eating vegetables or fruits, you're effectively just, it's just running right through your body. So would that make you just like pee constantly? Yeah. And that's why people are like, oh my gosh, I'm peeing so much. I don't know. Am I just peeing out the water? You kind of are. So think about, okay, (laughs) that's why the journal is good because then you can see like, am I eating, did I eat vegetables that day? Did I eat a fruit that day? You know what I mean? So that's the main thing I think to think about. And the digestive process is super important. So like chewing your food, chewing the minerals, chewing, like let's say watermelon, for example. Yeah. You need to chew the watermelon. You're eating the watermelon. You're digesting it. It's going through your I don't know. I feel like watermelon can be sometimes kind of soft, and you can just, like, kind of mush it with your mouth. Sure, sure. And soft food is absolutely (laughs) great for your digestive tract, 100%. But it's not like just drinking a glass of water. Right. I see the difference there. I've talked to you about this before. I Like, if there's, like, you know, I'm on vacation or whatever. I'm going through a, a period where I'm eating a lot of fast food or pizza or things like that, I crave specifically fruit. crave fruit and vegetables. Like I'm like, I need a salad and, yeah. or, and I always have carrots and cucumbers in my fridge to snack on because there's just a, I don't even know. My brain just knows it. And it's because of the water content. Yeah. It's fresh. Yeah. I want something fresh and healthy. Like apples. Yes, exactly. And it's yeah. like, I'm literally thinking in my head, like biting into it, having it be like juicy and, and yeah, wet, watery. Well, and it's attached in the mineral, too. <clears throat> so that's what your your body's craving that as well, the minerals, mm-hmm. not just the water. So for you, there isn't necessarily, like, a quantity of water that everybody should be drinking a day. It's more like a combination of drinking the water and eating foods that have a high water content and fiber content. Yeah, absolutely. But also, like, if you are eating eight to nine vegetable slash how do fruit you- servings a day you probably only need to drink like one glass of water <laughs> I mean I I think that would be impressive to eat eight or nine servings of vegetables some, some people would say 11 some people would say 11 yeah my mom eats 10 ounces of vegetables with every meal that's insane I've tried it I can't I can't eat that <laughs> it's just like hard it's too it's just like it, the problem is that it's too much of one thing I, I think if I had like 
you know, five ounces of vegetables, five ounces of fruit, and then something else, I would feel differently. But I get like palate fatigue. I can't eat that many <laughs> vegetables. No, but you can wrap your head around eat, drinking eight glasses of water. And a day. I can wrap my head around eating eight slices of pizza. No problem. Exactly right. <laughs> so it's just sort of like, and then also, it's not just vegetables and fruits either. Other foods have water in them as well. You know, there's proteins that have water in them as well. Which know? proteins have water? I mean, all of them do. Everything has a certain amount of hydration in it. What proteins have the most water probably fish fish yeah oh okay and probably the the least amount of cooking involved is probably better for hydration as well i mean that makes sense because when you overcook it it dries it out like um you know like a sushi Mm, you're eating sushi sushi. you're definitely hydrated you're good but you're there's also all of the sodium from the soy sauce that you don't have to dip (laughs) it in the soy sauce if you (laughs) You don't want to do you don't have to but sometimes you want to yeah but yeah. then you just have to know that that's like, but sodium isn't always bad. But doesn't it even out at that point then? The high water content? No. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you have to be, th- maybe there has to be a balance. Seaweed, throw some seaweed in there. <laughs> I'm just trying to get validation there's for no my behavior. There's no way to get away from eating massive amounts of vegetables and fruits. There's no way to get around it, but it's also really hard to do. Yeah, it is. It's very hard, even for me. In terms of like things you're supposed to do, I feel like that's one of the hardest for yeah. me is eating enough fruits and vegetables. For me, it's drinking and drinking enough water. Really, I, I don't feel have like a I have, well, with I that. like most vegetables. You don't like like any. I you like like, like, like four vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, for me, I love salads. That's good. That's a huge amount of hydration. Yeah. Like I. I don't love salads, but I like them and I'll eat them. And sometimes I crave them, but I consistently eat vegetables as a snack. It's consuming enough water that's yeah. like, or like drinking enough water. That's the hard part for me. Hmm. Pasta has, like if you make pasta, pasta has water. And pasta sauce has water. Yeah. And like tomato sauce. Cheese has a lot of like cheese has a lot of water in it as so well. so i could get hydrated by eating more cheese you can i, I mean a salad it put it de- on the salad yeah, it just depends on it like how your body deals with dairy my body I loves dairy my body's fine with it <laughs> okay <laughs> but that's just me i know a lot of people suffer from it lactose intolerance yeah, everybody's different right except everybody's for different mozzarella has a high water content and mozzarella especially bu- buffalo mozzarella um is lactose free Oh, yeah. yeah. You can eat yeah, yeah, yeah. goat, goat cheese, too. I, I, yeah. In fact, I even wrote a little thing. I was going to talk about goat cheese because goat cheese is a huge. I love goat cheese. It's so good for you. If you do like dairy, it's absolutely the dairy you should be eating. 100%. I love goat cheese. I mean, yes. twist my arm, Wendy. I guess I'll eat more goat cheese. It has more iron in it than regular cheese. So it's like the perfect cheese. If you're going to eat cheese, you know. That's if you're going to eat cheese, I'm, uh, I, I'm going to eat cheese. But I'm glad that you like my favorite. One of my favorite summer salads is like goat cheese and berries, and mm, maybe even some perfect. like peaches and or nuts. watermelon perfect. or with goat cheese. Yes, yeah. or beets, an arugula beet salad with goat cheese. And those are windy approved. Windy approved salad, one hundred percent. She'll be coming out with her cookbook. Yes, <laughs> windy Ooh. at the lab. Most that windy at the food lab. That's be the really other cute. thing. Naturopaths usually come up with cookbooks and recipes that's a big thing that they've so first you're going to write your dissertation and then you're going to write your cookbook yes amazing i love this um okay so 
the next area we want to f- talk about is sort of common skin and hair concerns. Like, I don't know if hair concerns are as much of a thing, but maybe. I well, don't know. If, if we're talking about beauty, I feel like hair is involved in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, so obviously, our inner soul is involved in that, but. <laughs> <laughs> our inner soul contributes to our hair concerns. I'm afraid there is only so much therapy well, we can do. to our beauty. To our beauty. <laughs> it's still important. So what foods can contribute to, like, skin and hair concerns? Like, if you have acne or oily skin, are there foods that are contributing to that? Okay, so in my journey of, like, researching all of this, it's interesting because the foods that cause problems for oily skin are the same foods that cause problems for people who have dry skin. Oh. So, like, caffeine probably the number thing one thing on my list caffeine really? is dehydrating caffeine isn't it? is bad it's very dehydrating so it can for some people make their skin oily uh-huh. it can for some people make their skin super dry um, it kind of just depends but caffeine taxes your body just generally speaking it's not good and is do you know if there's a reason for that or if it's just caffeine is a diuretic it's a diuretic okay so it makes you have to pee a lot which in some cases is okay, but if you're starting your day off that way, like coffee in the morning, coffee in the afternoon, coffee in the evening, then you're effectively just dehydrating yourself all day long, and it's not good. So I have a question, because there is a difference between dry skin and dehydrated skin. Absolutely. Because dehydrated skin, it means your your skin doesn't have enough water. Dry skin is a skin condition you're born with, and you have dry skin, and it means your skin does not produce enough lipids or oil. So it's not the same thing. So if you have dry skin, you will never not have dry skin. There's, you can help combat it with you know, products, but with dehydrated skin, drinking enough water, putting enough water on your, your face, uh, like hyaluronic acid and things, as well as consuming the food. So I guess my question is, would you th- w- does um, caffeine contribute more to dehydrated skin, or do you think it affects d- truly dry skin and oily skin? Well... I think that it contributes to your skin being dehydrated, but if you already have that um, that symptom of where you're just born with dry skin, it's right. just going to make it worse. Right. Because then you not, not not only have you have no oil, you also have no water. Now you're pu- well, you're putting now you're just taxing your body even more. Right. That's the whole thing with caffeine is it taxes your body. So, for example, waking up in the morning and the first thing you do is have a cup of coffee. Right. You're putting your your body at a deficit from the first thing in the morning why would you do that so if you are a person who loves coffee let's say um how would you recommend like incorporating that in a in a moderate moderate way well it's interesting because I used to drink coffee religiously I stopped drinking about three years ago I started drinking matcha which is wonderful and beautiful and lovely but it's not really good for people who have an iron deficiency which I did not know that when I started drinking it, and I have an iron deficiency, so I don't drink <laughs> it anymore. You. Matcha also has caffeine in it, though. It has a little bit of caffeine in it, yes, absolutely. It has less than than. Yeah, and it's a little bit coffee. more of an easier uh, caffeine for your body to, to process. But like I said, if you have an iron deficiency, it might not be the best thing for you. Just some herbal tea. I mean, you can drink black tea, but that has caffeine in it also. But what if you like the taste of coffee? Should you just go decaf? I mean, you could do decaf, yeah. Is there a way to consume coffee, though, that is 
better like they like you said waking up in the morning and drinking coffee maybe instead of having that be your first thing you eat some stuff get some stuff in your stomach and then consume coffee I mean that would definitely be way better than the first thing you do is roll up and have coffee and I just I know because everybody I know I used to do it too the first thing I did in the morning just roll out there and and put the coffee right in my body and it's just it's okay to drink chamomile tea sometimes Yeah, I know, like, when I was younger, I for sure, for sure would start my day with coffee before food, before anything else. I can't do that anymore. I, oh, no. I get, like, acid reflux. I have to eat something See, there beforehand. you go. That's part of it. That's your yeah. body telling you, no, it's not good. Sorry. Yeah, it, it upsets my tummy now. Yeah, I have to, I have to eat something before I consume coffee. Yeah. Yeah. So... But- well, I was just going to say maybe like I don't I know dairy is like people are against dairy or whatever. But even like if you're having coffee, maybe put like a little cream in there. Oh, I always put cream or, in you know, I'm not against maybe dairy. Tr- <laughs> I'm not really either. We're dairy lovers here. <laughs> I'm a dairy lover as well, too. I mean, I don't overconsume it, but I definitely don't. If you can handle it and your body can handle it. Put some dairy in that. Put some dairy in your tea. I too. mean, I definitely a little whipped cream on your tea is delicious. I fuck with that Starbucks shaken oat milk espresso thing oh, that doesn't have good. dairy in it no that uh, that's what I'm saying like yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I love go that non-dairy o- yeah. occasionally I'm not like anti non-dairy like non-dairy or dairy right, substitute right, right. I'm just kind of an equal opportunist for right <laughs> coffee creamer right, options right, right. <laughs> so what about skin and gut health well okay that's exactly what we were just talking about right mm-hmm. you drink coffee in the morning your your tummy doesn't like it if you keep doing that every day it's going to come out on your skin it's the largest organ like we just said so the skin is an indicator like if something is awry in your body interesting so, so if so if you get i mean like i said there's environmental stressors that can happen pollution sun damage what have you But if you're having like massive breakouts, it could be something that you're eating and it could be that your stomach doesn't feel good. Your joints don't feel good, whatever. So you have to kind of figure that out. Hormones play a big, a big role as well, too. Well, also, like we were talking about rosacea and other things, those are inflammatory. They they are an inflammatory response and they're typically tied to things related to your gut. Refined sugar is a huge inflammatory response. Gluten alcohol yeah. anything refined is going to be a huge trigger in your in your uh, immune response and your people don't realize either the immune response comes from your liver mm-hmm. and so so Wendy speaking of livers to change the the direction a little bit we've been talking a lot about what caffeine does to the skin but a lot of celebrities also don't drink alcohol just like don't drink alcohol at all and they say that's one of the reasons that they are able to have such great skin. And this is a really uh, unfortunate theory for me and Alyssa, because not only do we love dairy, but we also love like a drink every once in a while. Like, yeah, more yeah. than once in a while. A couple we beers. We love beers. We love wines. Yeah, yeah. We want to know how bad is it really, according, like, as far as you know. Well, I feel like the main thing to think about is your liver health. Yeah. And if your liver health is good, then your skin health is probably going to be good. Oh, okay. So if your liver health is in disarray because maybe you're drinking too much alcohol or you're having too much caffeine or even like heavy amounts of protein 
can wreak havoc on your liver as well. So it just kind of depends on where your liver health is at. As Interesting. As far as that goes. And the other thing that um, me and Alyssa were talking about too is the best thing that you can do for your liver is besides not drink alcohol or caffeine <laughs> or eat too much protein okay. and dairy okay. um, <laughs> is to consume vitamin A, right? Vitamin A. And when we talk about food and eating, vitamin A. But also when we talk about products that you topically put on your skin, what is the best thing? I mean, it's it's vitamin A. It's retinol. Yeah. Retinoids. Yeah. The best Retinoids. thing. Like literally the powerhouse ingredient. It's vitamin A and vitamin C. Those yeah. are the things you mostly need. You need vitamin C in the morning to fight against the free radical damage from the sun. And it's an antioxidant. It helps produce collagen, all the good yep. things. And then retinol. It is, it, I mean, it helps promote cell turnover. It's does it wonderful your, things. It keeps your liver healthy. It keeps your immune system healthy. You're going to get sick less if you take in vitamin A and vitamin C, 100%. And the less you can... Like I said, it's it's going to affect your skin in a major way if you consume vitamin C and vitamin A. Not necessarily from a supplement, but from actual food. The combination of like taking, like eating it, and then applying it, and then I mean, people are really afraid of retinol because um, it because of the cell turnover, it does um, make your skin feel it's it's new fresh skin on top, so it's more or less sensitive, but it's not like dangerously sensitive. It's just not ha doesn't have layers and layers and layers of dead skin yeah and when you use a more potent form of of retinol you're going to get better results yeah and then you put vitamin c yeah to protect your skin during that time of so vitamin c vitamin a we want to be eating them we want to be putting them on our skin 100 yep. absolutely big time baby and wendy what are your top five favorite foods for beauty you had to pick. I did. I picked. You picked. I picked. You, the first you were, one. You did your homework. I did my homework. Um, the first one is bone broth, like 100%. Bone broth. If you are not a vegan, you should be eating bone broth if you, you know, want delicious, healthy skin. I don't think I've ever had bone broth by itself in my life. Well, I was going to bring some today, but <laughs> I did not. But I will next time. And I, I may, it's better to make it yourself because the stuff they have in the store is not that oh tasty necessarily so how do you make your own bone broth you just buy like a steak with a bone in it like a t-bone steak or Eat the steak and then yeah and then you use the bone and you put just like you were going to make soup oh. a little bit of celery a little bit of carrots a little bit of salt and pepper um, maybe some onion if you like onion and then you just have to really slowly boil it it's it's a process it's a lot but i'm telling it's you it's worth it if you drink that every morning, like just, you don't even need like eight ounces. You only need like a four ounces. Does it have to be in the morning? No, it can be whenever. But I feel like if you start your day that way, it's a really <laughs> good way to start your day. And because it's warm, like if you heat it up really nice, it you just get like that nice little glow going on. So instead of the lemon water in the morning, you're going for Lemon water is good too, if you can handle that. If you want to give up your coffee for a lemon water, that's good. Lemon water is alkalizing. Whoa, whoa. We're not talking about giving up coffee. Or We're talking about switching, <laughs> switching out. <laughs> Maybe first out. thing in the morning, though. Like yeah, instead yeah. of coffee yes, first thing in the yes. morning, you have your le warm lemon water. Or it's your got vitamin C in it, right? Yeah, and it's alkalizing. So yeah. it's starting your day off the right way. Okay. Then maybe have a little couple sips of bone broth, <laughs> and then you can have a little, like, 
This is a, a long morning. A small coffee. This sounds like Gwyneth Paltrow's whole day. You know, I <laughs> see like, like, all like influencers with their morning routine, and it's like it's so many things. I'm like, who has that it's much time in the morning? It's a lot. Yeah. Is no one else sleeping? I think. Uh, haven't you seen it being like? Uh, I get up at five o'clock. Beautiful, in the morning, and on top of all, being <laughs> being a hot girl is a lot of fucking work. It's what time really do you go to it's bed, a lot though? of work. I go to bed about nine. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes I want to go to bed at eight, but I make myself stay up until. I mean, I don't mind going to bed at nine. It's just if you work long hours, then sometimes nighttime feels like that's your free time, and you want to like do an an activity, a solo entertainment activity instead of. I mean, I get off at like eight o'clock a lot, and then I have to go home. I have to walk my dog. I have to eat food. I, and then I want to drink I some bone broth. You, what about like a nighttime routine instead of a morning routine? <laughs> totally. 100%. 100% have a nighttime routine. I do drink smoothies. I've been doing that and I'm pretty good about making a smoothie in the morning for, you know, throwing all the things like a really green smoothie. My morning routine is like drink water and then look at start looking at emails and then cereal and then more emails. Cereal? Cereal's not good. <laughs> like oatmeal. Okay, that's oatmeal. Not cereal. Okay. I can handle oatmeal. That's, that's cereal. It's a it's a warm cereal. Yeah, but it's good. That's different than like whole grain. It's it's oatmeal. It's I oats. mean, I'm not like oats. having like lucky charms. I was charms. picturing you having like well, that's yeah, fruit loops. Maybe <laughs> I don't even <laughs> like lucky charms. I'm very blessed to not like lucky charms. I love all the cereals. I was raised on I all of the too. processed foods. I was foods. too. I was too. And I mean, my mom has since you know abandon that ship she's, she's mortified to like remember the things like the lunchables <laughs> and the gogurts and the dr pepper yeah that's fine i did all that too when i was growing up as well so all right what is number two on wendy's list um i think probably if you like fish then salmon mm. would be number two if you do like fish salmon salmon. Uh, salmon halibut are probably the two if they're wild caught, they have to be wild caught. You can't eat farm raised. Don't eat farm raised. I know that sounds pretentious, but why it's is not that? good for you? Because they feed them a diet that's not their natural diet. They give them hormones and they give them um, antibiotics to keep them from getting sick because they're living in a farm. And I mean, you don't really want to ingest those things. I mean, I don't think. Maybe not. I don't think. I probably don't think not. You probably don't. Yeah. That, that, that makes sense. I'm on board. So wild caught's good. And then where we live, especially, it's great because they catch it right out here. And yes, so we're do. supporting, like, local businesses and things like that. So that's good, too. For anyone out there who hasn't been to Half Moon Bay, it's it's got, like, this harbor. And the fisher boats go out pretty much every day. And they come back with just, like, the freshest seafood. Yeah. I mean, maybe we should do a giveaway at some point to get stay at the Oceano Hotel and come check out the lab. I would love that. Yeah, totally. get, if you, we'll, we'll we'll do that at some point. We don't know the details yet. TBD. Stay tuned. Yeah, yeah. Number three on Wendy's list. Um. Okay. So number three, I would say, instead of using your protein powders in your shakes and your smoothies, try using hemp seed or um, hemp seeds, flax seeds, wheat germ. Things like that, or even like um, you could put pistachios in there. You can put walnuts in there. Just grind it up. You won't even know that it's in there. And Is that the same as plant-based protein powders? Because there are non-whey protein powders. Yes, they, there are non-whey protein powders. But if you put a walnut in there instead of a scoop of powder, it's not 
is refined. Your body's going to absorb it better. It's going to process it better. It's going to utilize the nutrients that are in it better. And I just, I don't know. My immediate thought I don't like a protein powder. And this is like coming straight from diet culture is the, the, the equivalent quantity of like crushed nuts to protein powder. That's going to be so many more calories. Yeah. Which is why you do the, you typically do the protein powders because you need more protein because you're typically it's because you're working out and you're doing things and you want that extra protein, but then also you don't want the calories. Yeah. Which walnuts are high in fat and calories, which is not bad which for you. Dep- but it depends on what it depends on what theory you subscribe to. If you're a keto, you love it. Sure. If you're a paleo, maybe not so much. If you're a vegan, you love it. So it just depends on 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 what you want to what consume it, in your body. And for me, a naturopath, the less refined things you can put in your body, the better. And protein powders are highly refined. I think in general, I'm like over the years I've sort of converted more to a I'd rather get my protein from natural sources versus you know when I was a little bit younger and I did more I did dabble a little bit in the protein powders after the workout just trying to see if that helped in terms of like making my body look a certain way well but I feel like for me as an esthetician I don't eat enough I don't have enough time so for me in the morning, I don't usually, I'm not hungry enough before I go to work to consume a full breakfast. And by the time I'm here, I tend to not have enough time to eat a full meal. It's usually bites. Yeah. So I protein powder because I need to stay full. I need to have something in me. And I don't know what the alternative would be. Of course, like there are snacks that I always bring or like try to bring like nuts and stuff to right. snack on. But it is really hard when you can't have full meals until, you know, But I like, I like that idea flavor-wise for sure. Like yeah. of picking out like n- nuts that are tasty. For your... For your Rather than protein powders that taste kind of like yeah. poop. Yeah, well, and the other thing is when you Yeah, there's put no good protein powders ever no, that and when you No, and when you put hemp seeds in your smoothie, you won't even taste it. No, t- hemp seeds are amazing. And You'll notice the creaminess a oh, little bit, mm-hmm. but you really won't taste it. And maybe like a tiny hint of a nuttiness. Not really. But I not mean, really. But it's not, or I don't know, maybe it just complements the smoothie so well that you don't, like I don't recognize that that's what it is. Y- you know what else you could do too? I know it sounds crazy, but you could just <laughs> get like two <laughs> tablespoons of hemp seeds and just chow them down in like five seconds. It doesn't have to be some like existential um, just take them like medicine experience yeah with food you know what I mean I don't know like, I kind of think all of my sense? food has to be an experience well me too but it does <laughs> yeah, you want it to be you want it to be beneficial as well too so you know you can just have a couple of tablespoons and feel better I think the other thing to think about too is like if you're not feeling good or you're having some issues then that's the time to do these things that we were just talking about yeah. more than anything yeah and that's what naturopathy is all about is like if you're Healing not feeling your well yeah then maybe do this instead of doing that for this time right now to try to combat what's going on. Whether it's a breakout, whether it's your tummy doesn't feel good, your joints are hurting, your digestive situation's not happening properly. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Okay, number four. Okay, so what did we say? We had bone broth. We have salmon. We okay, have so I need to then mention green leafies. Obviously, we have to we have to eat green leafies. One hundred percent. Oh, green leafies. Yeah. 
and at first I thought that was a brand and I was like what we have to eat we <laughs> have to sponsor? eat like <laughs> if you don't like arugula arugula is super high in vitamin A and super high in iron I cannot stress arugula is delicious it's I so cannot peppery and amazing yeah I love it too but a lot of people don't like it I can see that I did make the mistake of putting it in a smoothie once yeah don't you don't do want to put it no <laughs> don't, don't do, do it guys. spinach is really I feel like I the do. only one that you spinach can put in a smoothie spinach and rainbow chard yeah. baby kale uh, and, uh, but then I've I've heard and you can you can tell me if I'm wrong here that kale is really hard for your stomach to digest so you it, you should cook it down first before so it really doesn't benefit as much in a, in a smoothie? smoothie yeah because your stomach isn't digesting it as well but I thought that like part of making a smoothie is doing part of the digesting for it for it, you're doing it before it okay, goes into so you. here's the thing about here's the whole thing about that okay so kale is weird right everybody loved kale you have to eat kale you have to eat kale and now I everybody's like oh my totally god kale's kale bad for you it's bad for you kale bandwagon. so you just need to chop it up really small maybe like a um, parsley or like a cilantro yeah and then drizzle it on your or dabble it on your salad and if you're gonna put it in your smoothie same thing you're right it's when you chop it up and it's already soft and super whatever it's easier for your body to digest mm-hmm. but again the chewing part of digestion is very important. We cannot rely on smoothies our whole life for everything. We need to chew our food. There's enzymes that are in our saliva that help digest our food and help not just digest it, but like our body absorb it. So you probably also have something to do with like the leptin response and the way your brain, it triggers your brain for being, um, you know, full or like it's nutrition is coming. You can't just take supplements and you can't just eat smoothies. You have to chew. You have, have to, to eat, eat foods that require Mas- what is the word M- mastication or whatever. Yes. Yeah. You have to do Good it. Word. Ha- it's part of the process. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying smoothies are bad. They're obviously wonderful, but you do need to chew some food up. I mean, uh, yeah, I deal. I, I only do the smoothie thing because I really don't have a choice yeah. as much in, in the mornings, but I would prefer to eat like when I can, I eat breakfast like oatmeal whatnot it's all about balance and it's all about ratio to whatever diet you subscribe to keto paleo vegan the f- people that eat only fruit there's a there's like a there's <laughs> I like feel a, like that's less valid well it's <laughs> but those but i <laughs> i i know a lot of people ter- that do that and hill. they they're fine really they're fine really they're very healthy and they're fine yeah are they but it's all are about they? balance they are <laughs> but are the paleo people fine? They're eating they? a well, no, well more I know balanced. a lot of paleo people that have diverticulitis and very bad stomach issues and high cholesterol. Same thing with keto. And it's not because they're n- the, the diet itself is bad. It's because the ratio and the proportions that they're using are wrong. But for paleo, you're eating well, you're eating all of the things. You're just not, but with fruit, fruit, just eating fruits, you're not getting any of the other how stuff. do you get protein if you're yeah fruit. fruits have protein in it how much fruit do you have to eat to get protein? a lot that's oh why my. that's why a naturopath would say eat nine to eleven oh my goodness uh vegetables that exhausting f- like you can't have a full-time job you're just eating fruit all day like yeah. a bat it's basically that's exactly <laughs> right that's exactly right <laughs> i'm sorry i can't come to work i have 10 fruits to eat today <laughs> well you just munch on it all day <laughs> yeah you would chop it up I'd have it like uh, you'd have just like, like a good fruit salad. So I'm just but sitting on every Zoom meeting. Eat, it's a perfect thing for people who love to eat all the time. It's great. Okay, maybe it's something I should try. <laughs> just eating all day, just eating fruits. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend a f- 100% fruit diet either. No. Like I said, I feel like it's all about ratio and balance. We, we wouldn't have the green leafies. And it's also about who right. you are and what you what your body can tolerate. Everybody's different, right? My We're body can different. tolerate a lot. 
can it tolerate fruit all day long? I don't know. I don't think my mind <laughs> could tolerate that is more what it is. I think my body would be fine. But I think my mind would be very unhappy. <laughs> really unhappy. Yes. Like none of this is I'm I'm bored of this. I'm bored. Now. Palate fatigue. Yeah. I'd be like, I would start craving a cheeseburger or oh a God. salad. Well, it's okay to eat cheeseburgers and, and yeah. things like that. Not but, if you're a But not if you're on a fruit diet. No, no. But you should always incorporate the fruit and the vegetable with whatever else you're subscribing to. Oh yeah. What about fruit in salad? See, that's my fave. Oh, so good. Oh, 100, yeah. Both worlds. Fruit with the green leafies. And then the goat cheese. Well, the and fruits the also help you digest food, right? They have enzymes in them. So, if you're eating a high protein, if you have a couple of fruits in there, it's going to help you digest the protein better. Nice. Yep. We like that. We want to digest everything well. Yeah. Like especially as we get older, like I feel like just having like a a functioning digestive system is something that we like took for granted when we were younger. Yeah, totally. <laughs> 100%. Okay. And, and the la- your last favorite food in your top oh my five. Goodness. Well, How do you okay, pick? I don't so, know. I mean, what did we, okay, well, I'm not going to ignore the protein, but I did say bone broth number one, right? Yeah. So and that's you said the salmon. Protein. And then I said salmon. Okay. So I think the next thing I would say is the nuts and the seeds. Um, we said that number two. Uh, did I already say that? Yeah. Okay. Did we? Yes. Number two okay, was so the then my last one would be seaweed. Or number three was was nuts. Nuts and seeds are very important. Again, you no, don't she have said hemp seeds in your instead of protein. She said hemp I did seeds say that. or ground pistachios or walnuts or. Okay. It was like a side yeah. a side thing. But okay, let's then seaweed. Let's talk about seaweed. Is seaweed? I was really hoping you would say something else, but okay. like what? I was hoping you would say avocados are no, avocados in the top are, five. No, avocados are great. The, the only reason five. why I didn't pick avocados is because I personally don't like avocados okay. that much. Okay, because those are definitely are 100% a great healthy fat for you to be eating. So 100%. they can be in Ariel's top five, even totally. if they're not in Wendy's top Absolutely, five. Absolutely, 100%. And they're very good for your skin. You can even mash it up and make a mask out of it and put it on your face if you want to. I don't know if Alyssa's going to let me do that. I don't recommend you doing anything like that at home because you you don't people don't actually know a lot of the time what's really going on with their skin. So doing stuff like that is sort of like taking your own medicine without talking to a doctor. Yeah, yeah. Like you, yeah. Talk to Alyssa first but before they would talk you mash it. And I would tell them not to do that. Right, right. Okay. Well, then just eat the avocado. But just I think mash avocado it up and is eat good it. for your hair. I don't know because then I feel like. You'd have to be really careful about rinsing all that stuff off because you don't want it to go bad on your face and your hair. Yeah, yeah. Ew, that sounds yeah. so gross. Can you imagine just like brown avocado sitting on no, your face I or like, like in your hair? No, you don't, you don't even like eating it. I like when- it a little tiny bit. <laughs> just every once in a while. But <laughs> seaweed. Anyways. Seaweed, yeah. 100. Seaweed. That should have been my number one, actually, but I knew seaweed. people would freak out if I put that as the number one. As so. your number one. Yeah, that's like bone broth is a the little number bit one. more obscure. Yeah. yeah. Not everybody likes the seaweed, but... What's so great about seaweed? It's basically like the perfect vegan food. We're talking about protein. We're talking about um, omega-3s, essential fatty acids. We're talking about all of the um, minerals and everything that we were just talking about with all the other foods. Everything is in the seaweed. Everything. And it's vegan. And... Seaweed, I'm trying to think, like, I think I only ever have seaweed with sushi. Yeah, like, probably. At yep. sushi restaurants. And I like it. It's fine. There's a whole trend going around right now where they make a salmon rice bowl at home, and then they get the individual, like, the things of seaweed, and they wrap the nori, it. The nori, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yep, one hundred. Good. And then also you can come and get a seaweed wrap or a salt scrub with me, and your skin Ooh. will absorb the minerals and the fatty acids and all that from I think that the body nice. treatment. So it's like eating but you're not really eating it it, you're just absorbing it through your skin just like getting a facial with you right we're absorbing the the vitamin a and the vitamin c via topically so if you don't want to eat seaweed you can come and get a treatment i feel like i'm neutral about eating it but definitely pro body treatment yeah (laughs) for sure all right we're gonna move into our next segment which is our listener questions which we call Ask an Esty. So this is Alyssa's favorite because uh, Alyssa loves you so much and she just wants to share her knowledge with you. I also love to tell you what to do. <laughs> I was trying to be generous and kind about it, but yeah, you are, but like, let's, you yeah. are a bossy bestie. <laughs> In the best way. <laughs> so if you have questions for Alyssa and today you get a bonus because Wendy is going to be answering these as well. If you have questions you'd like answers to on the Ask an SD segment of your Bestie SD podcast, there's a form. It's in our show notes and it's also on our Instagram. You can, if you follow us, we are at YBA pod on Instagram and the link is right there in our bio to the, the form for you to submit your questions to Ask an SD. Our first question today is from Allie in Oakland, California. Shout out to Allie for giving us awesome questions. Yeah, we love you, Allie. Great questions. (laughs) (laughs) What makes a good client? People out here in this industry are busting their butts making a living. What should I, as a client, be mindful of to make your life as an esthetician harder or easier? and what not to do outside of just being a Karen or a butthead. Um, Nothing against actually people named Karens. I'm sure you're all lovely. Yes. (laughs) I have many a Karen clients um, who are not actual Karens. Just clients named Karen. Yes. Um, I would say, I mean, there's the obvious things. Be respectful of our time. Be on time for your appointment. Let us know well in advance if you need to reschedule. If you can't let us know, be mindful and respectful of our cancellation policies or rescheduling policies. We charge you a fee. That's time that we can't get back. That's time that we can't give to another client. Um, those are those are pretty obvious ones. I would say what makes a client truly a good client is a client who listens. I tell you not to do something, don't do it. If we're working on something, you need to be committed. I'm investing in you. I'm do- putting the products on you. I'm telling you all the things. You can't go home and not do wash your face. You can't go home and keep using the St. Ives scrub. You can't go home and fall asleep in your makeup. Keep sunburning your skin. Exactly. Sun tanning. You can't. Okay. Keep going, getting tanned at the sun t- in the tanning like bed. You're talking to me a little bit there. Also her. Yeah. <laughs> I tell guilty. her. I yell at her all the time. Guilty. Windy. Tanning club. No, there's no tanning club here. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got a spray tan this weekend. Yeah, I I approve of that. Yeah, thank you. But anyway, I think that that's what what sets you apart from... Because I think pretty much all of my clients are respectful of me and my time. 
but not all of my clients listen. And of course I love you no matter what, but I think that's what makes you truly a good client because that means at the end of the day, we're going to see those results and we're both going to feel happy and validated. You're going to get the results that you want if you do the work with Alyssa. Like you have to come in almost like as a partner and say like, here's all the things that my esthetician is doing for me. And here's what I'm going to do to make sure that all of that work sh- that my esthetician's putting in gets me the results that I want to, in yeah. order to like, m- to yeah. make, s- make sense, give you that ROI. You have to do the work too. I, I totally. mean, yeah, like not, it's not just all the work that Alyssa's doing for me. It's all the work I'm doing for myself. Cause that's really why you're here to better yourself, whether it's your skin, it's your health, it's your body, whatever. And you can't do that without listening. Yeah. 100%. I agree with that. Yeah. Y- anything else that y- I mean, you know, I, same thing, clients might have um, scar tissue or things like that. Well, what can I do? And I tell them to dry brush and do all these things. Have you ever done this? No, I've never done it. And it's like, you, sh- you need to do this. Like you, that makes a good client, a client who actually does, does what you say, does what you say. <laughs> and n- not just like, you know, in a weird way, but like when they come back in and they see results and they're happy right? and it just you know it just um I don't know it's just really nice and I think I think it's hard to say like okay I'm gonna do this new thing I'm gonna add this to my routine every day or every week or whatever it is like from a client perspective it's hard to start a new routine but but it's it's also it's also very empowering too to make that step yeah to be like okay I'm gonna do this I'm gonna make it happen and you will see results if you decide to do that. I, I agree. And I mean, we understand that people aren't perfect. I don't wash my face every single It's not like for my entire life I've always been perfect. I still, as an esthetician, sometimes forget to wash my makeup off or sometimes don't, you know, don't have enough time to do my full routine in the morning, whatever it is. Nobody's I eat Taco perfect. Bell. I eat Taco Bell. Yeah. Like, nobody's A perfect. Lot. So I we like don't it. expect perfection. We, we expect consistency. We want you to be as consistent as possible. And starting out, for me, I'm like, even if you are doing it more often in a week than you usually did or you were before, that's that's work. That's improvement because then you're you are actually improving. We can work. We can work towards adding more days. But as long as you're doing more than you were doing when you came to me, you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I'm not the expert, but um, yeah, sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) question number two is from anonymous in half moon bay i get breakouts every time i eat fast food like clockwork this this person must have been journaling but i love it so much i don't think i could be happy living my life never eating a big mac again is there anything i can do for my skin to help minimize the impact on my skin when i choose to eat fast food so from my standpoint I mean, my my response to that would be it's more likely that when you're eating fast food, your hands are greasy, all the stuff that you're touching, <laughs> and then you're touching your face. You're probably not washing your face enough after. I mean, of course, That's Wendy it. can talk about what it's doing to your body, but what I can say that you're not, you may not be thinking about is, yeah, like you're eating it, it's dripping on your face. It, it does. Big Macs are messy. Yeah. That, is, that food is greasy. It's getting on your face. So it's, it's important to wash your, wash your hands. Wash your hands, wash your face after you do that <laughs> and do it quickly. Don't wait. Like if you're, you're eating it and then you continue about your life. You mean, with, like you, a napkin isn't enough. 
You mean I shouldn't just lie in bed and hold my stomach no. and no. wait an hour after I eat a Big Mac? No, like you should. But really, when you think about it, how often are you washing your face immediately after you eat? You're not. Never. No, you're touching, you're wiping it with a napkin and calling it a day. Yeah. So if that's your experience, there's multiple things. There's products you can use. Which also wiping your face with that crusty napkin <laughs> probably hurts your yeah, skin it's, too, right? it's, Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh it's like St. Ives in napkin form. Yeah. Combined oh no. with the grease. Like there are uh, products, like I carry one. It's um, hyacin active mist. It's hypochlorous acid. It's antimicrobial. It's basically like hand sanitizer for your face. You could spritz that on your face after you consume you yeah. to at least get you from point A to point B so that you can wash your face. But then, Wendy, you, you can explain what it's doing to your body. Well, I mean, we all know what McDonald's does to our body. I don't think <laughs> there have been like, I don't really think I need about it. We don't think I need to say anything. No, but we know but it's not good. <laughs> here's what you can do, though. If you absolutely have to, because I love, like I said, I eat Taco Bell all the time. I love Jack in the Box tacos, too. Mm, so yum, yum, yum. the thing is, just try to get those eight to ten <laughs> vegetables and fruits in there too so make so, a side of salad for yeah, your yeah if mac. you're gonna if you're gonna eat a big mac then go home and have a salad later and or wash your face. <laughs> and wash your face really good okay. and then just know that okay i had a salad i also had a big mac and you might still break out i don't know that's a consequence that you exactly have to you gotta live your life sometimes and it's kind of like we're all going to get wrinkles. We're all going to break out sometimes. And if you're living your best life with your Big Mac and you get a little breakout the next day, is it like, was it worth it? If it's not worth it, then stop. Then don't. Yeah, exactly. Or eat some fruit and a vegetable yeah. the next day or whatever, you know, balance Balanced. it out. Totally balance. Yep. All right. Our last segment and one of our most fun segments that we do. I love these segments. I've actually had many clients come to me just so you know. So if you're, you are my client, Feel free. And if you're not, like, send it in one of our forums. Let us know if you have, like, a celebrity routine that you've heard about that you want us to break down. Because I've had a lot of clients come and ask me, like, what about this? And I heard this celebrity did this. And Uh is that real? And I'm like, well, I'm going to – I'm not going to answer. I'm going to – say it in the podcast we're gonna no, yeah. answer you if you're my client but <laughs> <laughs> we love it we love to talk about this on the show um celebrity beauty and much like many other celebrities Giselle Bundchen um ex Mrs. Tom Brady although we should really be saying he's ex Mr. Giselle like ex Mr. Giselle yeah he's lame <laughs> I don't really like dumb him. choice I prefer Leonardo DiCaprio I, I prefer neither. too old for him <laughs> She was featured in the November 2016 issue of Self as an advocate for drinking warm lemon water, which we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. First thing in the morning. So, Wendy, we talked about this already a little bit, but why is has this become such a fad and what do you think of it? Um, I don't really think it's a fad. You can look at it as a fad, but it's absolutely 100% a good thing to probably do. It's alkalizing, like I said. Um, Lemon is alkalizing, so it starts your day off. You're not blasting it with acid from coffee. You're blasting it with alkalizing properties. Also, vitamin C, warm water is actually better for your body to absorb it. It's just very calming and relaxing as opposed to a stimulating jolt like from a coffee. 
And so that's why I think that would be a good thing to to do. So you support it. Absolutely. 100%. You're team Giselle with the lemon water. I don't know if I would say I'm team Giselle, but I'm (laughs) team. You should have lemon water in the morning. You know what I'm team Giselle for on this is if that's the only beauty advice she's giving, I'm happy with it because it's not a lie. And no, that's true. I, I feel like if that's the most she's telling people, like, I, I'll take it. Yeah. Because there's so many out there. Oh, the one thing I will say, all the, cele- the most celebrities lie about what they're doing. Yeah. Like, I'd say 60% of it is Photoshop and the rest of it is Botox, filler, weekly esthetician appointments. And more aggressive surgical procedures. Yes. Like- um, well, I'm thinking, like, the, the J-Lo's and, like, the oh, ones okay. who... Didn't ha- I don't think I've had aggressive procedures, but are definitely getting more work done than they're... The ones who say they're using olive oil? Yes, but I will say the one thing I agree that I fully believe, she doesn't drink alcohol. I do believe that. I think that is the one thing she says that is absolutely true that works for her in her favor. With Giselle, warm lemon water, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's contributing to all of her beauty. I think there's <laughs> yeah, a lot more a that good, goes into it. She has a good it. genetic, for yeah, sure. Yeah, and... But I would say that that is the least um, damaging piece of advice a celebrity could yeah. give. That's yeah. fair. It, it's it's a good it's a good advice. All right. On that note, ladies, should we go like get some fish tacos and beers? We should and we maybe like think should. and a seaweed salad. Think and about seaweeds. <laughs> yeah, guys, we're all gonna go eat a. Uh, eight to ten vegetables eight to ten and vegetables. fruits okay. right now. No beer. And water. <laughs> Maybe chamomile tea. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That sounds good. Thank you so much for listening to your Best DST podcast. Please subscribe to us and tell all of your friends. You can download us wherever you get your shows and follow us on Instagram. We are at YBA pod. We're also at YBA pod on TikTok. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye.